Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living. In this particular message, I'll be speaking from the theme, Light the Fire. It's interesting to note from this book of the Revelation, written by John the Apostle. He was banished to the isle called Patmos by Emperor Domitian. And he was there because of his Christian witness and perseverance in ministry as an apostle in the kingdom of God. It's interesting because amidst all or the abundance of apocalyptic imagery and metaphorical symbols, there is a clear message given to John while there on that island, and it was simply this. It's in chapter 1, verse 11. I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Seven churches. Send seven letters. It's interesting also that uh, this does not require, this section of the Revelation does not require all of the discipline in study to understand what the word is saying. Now you're going to get, if you go through the body of material in this book of the Revelation, what you're going to find is that there will be points when the imagery might be confusing. We'll see strange things. We, we, we see a woman coming down out of heaven, pregnant, ready to give birth. And there's a dragon that's waiting to devour the child as soon as it's born. What does that mean? Then we see a creature coming up out of the sea with, with many heads. And upon the heads crowns. We see horses and we see all these things going on, but here, this is clear, right to the seven churches of Asia Minor. And when you observe that he was to write, he was to write what he would have seen and heard. 
I believe that when Domitian banished John to the Isle of Patmos, his intent was that he would have destroyed him and ultimately eliminated him, annihilated him, destroyed him, caused him to die, get out of the way permanently, not knowing that it was a stage being set so that he might be able to be an instrument of God in a way that he could never have been had he continued pastoring in Ephesus. So God permitted, say God permit. God, God permitted the emperor to banish him there not knowing that he was positioning him there. I'm going to say something to somebody. And many times when things go a little off track, at least they appear that way, and circumstances are beginning to develop around you that don't seem to make sense, you, you kind of think God left you. You might discover that you are closer to God at that time than you were. There are times when God will use the circumstances of life to situate you and position you so that you might receive stuff from God that you would never know had you continued in your pattern of ease and comfort and without attack. John not only got a vision of Jesus like he had never seen, even though he was pastoring a church, He not only caught an image of Jesus, he saw Jesus, but he felt Jesus like he never felt him before when he was on Patmos. And then he said, and I heard behind me a voice speaking. And then he said, I saw, and when I not only saw, but he said, I felt him. He touched me. He laid his right hand on me. It's all there in the book. I want to pause right now before I get into the meat of this message and say to somebody, right now, right now, wherever you are as a servant of God, you are only positioned. Positioned so that you might get to know him like you've never known him. Feel him like you've never sensed him before. Hear him like you've never heard before. So stop complaining. Interesting thing also about this book is that John was banished there, but you never hear him complaining one time about having been banished there. Not one time. Biblical historians have established that when you take every one of those seven churches, starting from Ephesus all the way through to Laodicea, each church represented or was indicative of the age that it existed in. 
I'll say that again. I'm saying every church that was to be written to, every church in all of those cities were situated so that they represented the period, the age, the era that was happening at the time of their existence. Why are we here in Bermuda at this season? What is it that ought to happen from us? What are we representing? What period are we in? I'm going to do some church history this morning. It's been a lot of work, but I, 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 I've got it done. So that you may understand what Ephesus meant and what, 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 what Smyrna and Pergamos and Thyatira and Sardis and Philadelphia and Laodicea, what did it mean and where are we in that picture? The three points of this message, number one, the indictment, number two, the intervention, and number three, the invitation. Stay tuned. You will be blessed. In the final analysis, what Jesus is saying is, I wish that you were spiritually alive or stone cold dead. What a message. Can you imagine living with this for these days? Romans 12, verse 11, Paul writing to the Romans said to them, he said, you got a problem. You know what it is? With all that you say you are, you're not fervent in spirit. Fervent. Fervent simply means that you're not fired up. Fervent means that you're not enthusiastic. Further, further, you know, uh, th this state is a state where, 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 you, where you, you don't get excited no more. There was a time when, when, when just going to worship excited you. There was a time in the midst of worshiping, you were excited. There was a time when you, you were all, you know, fired up and enthusiastic, you responded. Now you just look. The question is, do you have a choice? And in the kingdom of God, you have no choice. When the word goes out, somebody ought to say amen. Notice in the Bible how many times people are urged to say amen. Let all the people say amen. amen. Let the church say amen. Come on now, uh, don't make me get my little sting. I'll get my. Isn't it interesting that when you go to what you love, when you get in the atmosphere where you desire to be, when you pour in everything to it, when you get there, you don't act like the same person. You get all excited, you stop making noise, you run, you jump, you do whatever. In the kingdom of God, where we were raised up out of the ash of sin, when some of us were so messed up and jacked up, 
that we couldn't even stand ourselves. But when Jesus came, the love of Christ has risen us up. And now we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. What I was, I'm no longer that. Somebody ought to get excited about that. But the indictment is that you are cold. A little bit. You are hot. A little bit. Because warm is a little bit of cold and a little bit of hot. And that's all some of us are. Nothing excites us in the kingdom. We are more critical than we are creditable. It's the truth. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm not arguing with you in terms of, is that right? Is that really? Really? No, it's not that. But what I want to know, Lord, is, is uh, what stage are we at? Uh, are you getting ready to spew us out? Uh, what's going on here, Lord? I know the era. I know this period. Because in the Laodicean period, it's the period when you have what is known as lay leadership. It's where the church is led by the lay instead of by the leaders. That's the era of Laodicea. Laodicea is what is known as self-governance. Where folk govern out of their own self-will. You with me? You don't do what I like? That's easy. I'm up out of here. Hmm? Uh, 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 that don't go my way. I don't like this and I don't like that and I don't like the other. Some of us are going to answer to God. Because we made decisions out of our own volition instead of out of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Then we blame the Holy Spirit for it. By saying, the Lord led me. God said. Come on now. I don't have to say amen. I'm with the amen. Uh, amen. That's what's going on. And he said, when, when we have that going on, I can't do what I want to do. There's some things that I want to release to you. I can't release it under those circumstances. I, how, how am I going to release all that I have for you to people who are not fully, absolutely, positively yielded to me? I can't do it. Not even fully committed to me. I can't do it. I'm sorry this morning, folks, but I got to tell it like it is. Because when we start getting into a self-analysis and then telling somebody, this is what the Lord says, that's a lie. That's what you say. 
All right, all right. Do you think I'm, I'm rough on it? Listen to what he said. He said, you know what? I, 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 you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will what? Spew thee out of my mouth. Watch this. Stay on. Say, because. because. Say, because. because. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not and knowest not and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor and blind and naked. Your self-analysis is wrongly interpreted. Because what you're doing is you're saying, this is the way I am and I'm all right. Okay? So, so if you feel you're all right, then no matter what where it comes over, it's not going to move you. Because you feel you guys, you don't need it. You look around, everybody, what are you all excited about? What's wrong with them people? What did he do? What did he say? You and I have to understand this church or that church is not yours. It belongs to him. He's the one who died for it. He's the one who said, I will build it. He's the one that says the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Come on, somebody. It's my church, he says. But now look at, look at, look at the tragedy. The tragedy is that you think you're all that when you're not that at all. Oh, you're not getting it. To the extent that you say, I'm rich, I got all this stuff going on. Well, I'm, you know, uh, I, I live in Friga. Well, that's where Laodicea was. It was located in that particular region of Friga. And what you didn't know, and what I didn't know, is that <laughs> Laodicea was not a name watch this now, just given to it so it could speak to this. It was the name so we could expect this. You understand that? This is no little sudden branding. This was already established. That when you get in certain environments that have already been branded to produce that, I don't care what you say. I don't care how you try to justify it. That's what you're going to have on you. We sincerely trust that you've been blessed and inspired by this word. This is the time to light the fire. And watch God prove himself to you that he is a consuming fire. You can be very, very excited over the things that God is doing in, for, and through you. So until next time, when we shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.com fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. 
we invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.